0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So what I'm doing right now is a first for this podcast. I am actually recording this before the game is officially over. There are about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and I am just like probably a lot of you out there. If you're listening to this, you probably stopped watching this game way long ago. The Warriors just got smacked the hell out of Dodge by the Memphis Grizzlies in game five in Memphis. They got down by as many as like 40, 43 or something like that. Maybe more. Who knows? And hey, This is the most disappointing, disgusting performance I've seen in a long time. You know, actually, maybe since game four. (laughs) Bottom line is, too, like they are so lucky, the Warriors are, that they snuck out of Chase Center with a win in game four. They played almost as badly as game five, but it just so happened that in game four, the Grizzlies also played badly. In this game, backs against the wall in a closeout game. Credit to the Grizzlies for playing hard, taking advantage of where they had their advantages in terms of post-size, athleticism, just physicality. And they started hitting their shots, plain and simple. So from the outset, Memphis competed. But the Warriors, man, this is very, very discouraging. Now let's Think back to the regular season, right? The regular season, the Warriors started off really, really strong, and everybody was really hyped about them. And then there were some injuries. Draymond went out, and then Clay came back, and there was a lot of poor play in 2022. You know, once the calendar turned, there was a lot of inconsistency, and we all know that when Draymond went out, the Warriors were basically like a 500 or just below 500 team, but The whole thing was, let's see when these guys are all put together, right? Steph, Clay, Draymond. See when they're all healthy and get that championship core triumvirate together again. And let's see what they can do, right? They've never lost a series when they've all been healthy. And they haven't lost this yet. They're still up 3-2. But in all seriousness, this game is super aggravating because... You have an opportunity to close out your opponent. All you have to do is come out with some, you know, basically just hit them in the mouth first, right? Punch them in the mouth and take their belief from them. Granted, it's easy for me to say I'm not on the court, but these guys, if they are championship caliber players, if they are a championship caliber team with those aspirations, it's just disappointing, Because this is really just two games in a row that they've come out flat, right? In game four, they looked like they were barely there and they just kept hanging around, and the Grizzlies let them stick around. And fortunately, at the end, they eked it out. But in this one, honestly, I thought they started off with better energy. They had a slow start like they always do, but they looked like they were in a little bit more of a flow, that they were coming after it a little bit more. And then with about two minutes left in the first quarter, they were down by one. And it was like, great. Hey, <laughs> the Warriors are playing like trash, but they're down by one still. And then they let the Grizzlies go on a 9-0 run to end the first quarter. So that was the first point where I was like, oh, that's that's weird. How did that happen? And then as Memphis in the second quarter built up their lead, the Warriors, they brought it down from like 17 to 11. And okay, they're settling in and this is how it goes, right? That's what we were all expecting. But then there's a Draymond Green turnover and then just a series of turnovers after that. And Memphis just came charging down the court, easy transition baskets, and then a bunch of thousand more turnovers by the Warriors. And they were down by like 20. And then the floodgates just opened and they never looked back from there. So it's disheartening because what kind of effort is this? right? You know, those were the two moments where this team showed that they really didn't have it tonight. So throughout the regular season, they were a high variance team. But again, the excuse or the big question mark was, hey, they don't have all their main guys healthy. But for me, looking into the playoffs, I always wondered in the back of my mind if those inconsistencies would start showing up. And they definitely have in the last couple of games. Rough rough as hell. I mean, hey, it could be because Steve Kerr's been out, you know? Love Mike Brown, seems like a great dude over the years, but the team definitely misses something when it doesn't have Steve Kerr back there and I don't know. Maybe coach Brown could have made some more adjustments and called timeouts more timely timeouts or whatever, but it is what it is. So, you know, going back to San Francisco after this one, okay, game 6 is the must have, right? If you lose that and then you come back to Memphis after the last couple of showings, then you just do not have momentum on your side. Anything could happen, but I would not put my money on the Warriors after seeing them in game four and then in game five. And then if they were to lose game six, game seven would be really, really, really rough. So my original prediction was Warriors in six. So that could still hopefully hold true. But I mean, that's the thing. This team is just super high variance. And whether or not they can win this series and then get through to the finals and maybe win a title, I mean, of course, there's still a chance, right? If they play well and if they're clicking, hey, they're as good as anybody. And it says something about the NBA this year that there's a lot of very, very good teams, but there's no dynasty team. There's no singular dominant team. Even the Suns, they were the best team during the year and they never looked Unbeatable, plus they're having their own problems. So, yes, the Warriors could still 100% win it. And, you know, you try to separate yourself from this awful showing, but, you know, to be down by 40, 50 points and win a title, oh man, are there going to be games like these last two in the next round if they get there? And then in the finals, if they get past whomever's in the Western Conference finals, are they going to have two or more of these kinds of games? And if they do, then. I worry about those chances. In this series with the Grizzlies, there have been two blowouts and three games that basically came down to the very, very, very end and could have gone either way. So for the Warriors to be up 3-2, it's really, really fortunate. You know, they could have lost game one and they could have won game two, but they haven't played well except for one game, one game. And the inconsistency that we saw during the season that we thought would disappear and felt had disappeared after the Denver series and after game three of this series, we're like, oh, maybe not. As I always talk about the law of averages, it's like eventually the Warriors will sputter like they had during the regular season. And will they have enough gas to get there across the finish line? And I'm not talking about being tired. I'm talking about like, bringing enough effort and skill and putting the whole package together to win enough games. The NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. These last two games versus the Grizzlies have again, exposed the Warriors' lack of size, but also just lack of immediacy. I don't know what else to call it. I mean, they talked about it before the game. We heard that Draymond gave a speech talking about closing out this game. We heard about how much Steph and Draymond love closing out playoff series on the road and nothing. So it looks like they're just waltzing through or playing sloppy or not focused. And if they are focused, then... That might be even worse because that means they're playing really, really poorly when they're trying hard. So not sure what exactly is missing. They just seem out of sync. And it was their core leaders, core best players who had a lot, a lot of mistakes early on to let the rope slip. At the end of the day, you have to wash your hands of this game. And I don't believe Steve Kerr is going to be back for game six on Friday at Chase Center. So it's going to be Mike Brown again. And I don't mean to pile on Mike Brown, but these two games have happened on his watch. Not all of his fault, but there has to be a little bit something there. You know, it's not his fault that he's basically not Steve Kerr in terms of the Warriors don't have their usual leader, but you got to close this out somehow, some way you know, somehow, some way and make all the naysayers (laughs) shut up because there's going to be a ton after this. All the people chirping about 3-1 blown leads, everybody chirping about like Steph being washed, Draymond being washed, Clay being washed, all that stuff. I mean, after this game, they'll deserve it. Memphis fans (laughs) should be able to gloat about this one. The Warriors didn't show up. It felt like they didn't show up physically or mentally or emotionally. And maybe they did in some areas, but I guess it don't matter because the results on the court were just hideous. Hideous. It's not even a question of winning or losing. It's how <laughs> it's how you play the game as the old saying goes. The basketball gods are not going to reward you if you just kick this one away just like that. Now, some people are wondering, why are they still starting Jonathan Kaminga? And obviously, I'm a huge Kaminga fan, but Let's face facts, right now with Kaminga out there, the offense just doesn't flow to start the game. You know, they always start OPJ, Otto Porter Jr., at the beginning of the second halves, and it's been going okay up until this game. But to me, you start Kaminga because he gives you some athleticism out there, some energy, some bounce and all that stuff, and you'll take the mistakes for the most part. But also, it's a way to limit Otto Porter Jr.'s minutes because he's older and injury prone. And so that made sense to me. But I guess that's moot because Otto Porter Jr. got hurt in this one. And hopefully it's not too bad. I don't know at this point what the degree of the injury is, but he has like a bruised foot. For someone like him, I don't know if that's going to heal by Friday. So I don't know. It's rough. And It's just another thing, right? Like if you are a veteran team and you've been there before, you know how important it is to close out a game and close out a team like this. You know that Memphis isn't just going to take it lying down. They're young. They have pride. They're not going to quit and they're at home. So you should have expected this kind of dogfight. And if they didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they thought like, hey, let's close out this team without thinking about how hard the other team is going to (laughs) play. Inexplicable basically it worries me it worries me for sure that they can't just summon that will to win and those were always the biggest questions to me going into the playoffs like would those bad habits rear their ugly heads again and they did and they have way worse than we could have ever imagined and again they still have a 3-2 lead, and I'm more speaking of the disappointment of seeing this game and just, you know, you want <laughs> you want to see a good effort, win or lose, and the last two have not been good. So I still think the Warriors take the series in six, but I'm just thinking further down the road, are they going to have a couple of these in the tougher rounds if they get there? Maybe. Between these poor showings in this series, I'm always thinking, well, you know, they're going to settle and figure it out because they know how to. I'll still roll with that. I'll still roll with that for sure. But they haven't been able just to flip any switches. So that's something to keep tabs on. Anyway, the Warriors are still in the driver's seat. They definitely don't have momentum, but it comes and goes. All they need to do is just take care of one more game and then move on from there. They can 100% just go home and shut it down. They could have taken this and had a couple extra days off. They could have taken this and, I mean, hopefully no one else gets injured in game six because you also want to close out series, especially if you're an old veteran, because you don't want to play those extra minutes, put those extra miles on your bodies, and also open yourself to more physical playoff basketball when you don't have to, more injuries, so... Again, disappointment because, you know, you just expect more and hey, like I said, it's not because they lost, but it's because it felt like they didn't even try. Anyway, I got nothing else to say and I'm still in my feelings about this one. So I'm going to wrap it up. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and definitely check out our YouTube channel. The link to that will be in the show notes. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. If you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be dope and super helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And go Dubs.